0: Welcome to the Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carol, a psychiatrist, and you're a terrorist therapist. I'm here to help you and your family reach your dreams despite living in a time of terror. Well, today I'm going to be telling you all eight reasons why you should boycott the Olympics. Don't go to Rio, stay home and watch it on TV. Or better yet, get the Olympics committee to change the venue. The Olympics should be either postponed or moved to another safer country. The, uh, another way that you'll be able to see it is uh, for some of you, uh, it will be in, on virtual reality on some of the smartphones. But it certainly will be on TV and you'll be a lot safer in your living room than in Rio. And let me tell you all the reasons why. First of all, this is the latest example, the fact that the uh, World Health Organization and the International Olympics Committee is continuing to tell you to come to Rio. You'll be safe. It'll be great. You'll have a great time. Just come down, come on down. Is the latest example of the world being in denial. They're being in denial, and obviously there are various financial and political and uh, status uh, reasons. But meanwhile, you need to consider your own health and the health of your family. Now, um, you know, if you've been listening to my podcasts or looking at my tweets or (laughs) all all the ways that I try to reach you as your terrorist therapist, I usually tell you to fly the unfriendly skies that you shouldn't let the terrorists win, that you should... Uh, fly to see your family for special occasions or to go on vacations or for work and all of that. And I still am saying that. But the Olympics, although, yes, it's a lot of fun, um, that is not a vital activity. Your life will not, it's a disappointment and it's something that you surely looked forward to and so on, but your life will not um, be changed irreparably because you didn't go to the 2016 Olympics in Rio de Janeiro. So here are some of the reasons why you shouldn't go and um, why it is dangerous and why and how it's laying out a welcome mat for terrorists. But I'm not gonna just be talking to you about terrorists. I'm not gonna be telling you that the only reason why you shouldn't go to Rio de Janeiro is because it's going to be a hotbed of terrorists, which it is, by the way. But that's not the only reason why um, you shouldn't go. Actually, I'm gonna give you eight reasons with the bottom line being that they are putting out a welcome mat for terrorists inadvertently. I'm not trying to suggest that Rio is purposely inviting terrorists to come, but all the other problems that they're having is making it a chaotic mess. And what do terrorists love? (laughs) Chaotic messes. They thrive in chaotic messes because they know that the security is not going to be able to protect you from them. I mean, look, um, Turkey, San Bernardino, uh, Belgium, France, I mean, you know, all these places where there were, maybe not Turkey so much, but all these other places where there were better uh, better um, plans, better uh, resource resources for um, protection already set up. And it is a mess in Rio. Now, um, let me tell you about, and I can talk to you about this before I tell you the eight reasons why you should boycott the Olympics. Uh, By the way, the games begin August 5th, so we're coming down to the wire here. But let me tell you, I actually have been to Rio. It was about four or five years ago. Um, one of the things that I do is that I'm a forensic psychiatrist and expert witness. And so, and I travel all over to testify and to examine people for cases and so on. And so four or five years ago, I went to Rio for a case that I was working on. It was a custody case. And I had to do an examination of the father who was Brazilian and who lived in Rio now, I remember Rio as being a beautiful uh, city and beautiful beaches. It was, it was lovely. But I also remember it as being a scary place. And this is, we're talking four or five years ago. Um, I remember particularly that this man who I was examining and his family who I met did everything they could to keep me safe. In other words, they were hyper alert. Um, and made all kinds of extra precautions to make sure I stayed at a hotel that was particularly, uh, seemed like it was in a particularly safe place and so on. They drove me everywhere. They told me not to walk around. Um, I mean, they they were very hyper alert. Now, of course, if I was murdered, I wouldn't be able to testify for him. So they had reasons (laughs) to protect me. But nonetheless, there was this general sense And certainly, I remember also that there was a sense um, close to the beach, there was a sense that there were these slums and you really have to be particularly scared, even in an alert and and take precautions, even in a car driving by these areas. So what do you think it's like now? Well, I'll tell you. First of all, of course, there is Zika. Uh, You've heard about Zika, the Zika virus that is transmitted through the bite of a mosquito carrying the Zika virus and also by sex. And um, the World Health Organization has said that it expects that Brazil will have more than 2,500 babies born with a severe birth defect known as microcephaly if the current trends continue. Now, I mean that's pretty awful. And microcephaly is a condition, as you probably know, where there is a small head and a small brain, and the small brain causes all kinds of dysfunctions. um, You know, speech and hearing and walking and all kinds of things. And also, there's the chance of um, just for for regular adults to get um, to get Guillain-Barré syndrome, which is a, a paralysis. Uh, of sorts and so if if everyone I mean it's bad enough for Brazil that they're you know that's sort of the heart of the of this outbreak and it's been it's been devastating for them but the more people who come to the Olympics and get bitten by a, a mosquito that carries the Zika virus or has sex with a man who has the Zika virus. And it's very hard for an adult to know whether they have it or not because it's only a flu-like syndrome. Um, You know, it's not really serious. It doesn't feel like you're seriously ill. So it it could well be inadvertent that um, someone would have, that a man would have sex with a woman and not know that he is um, contagious. So, the World Health Organization um, despite their their statistics about you know alarming statistics about about the babies uh, born and, and so on um, they're only calling for pregnant women to stay away and for men who are, are in a relationship with a pregnant woman now that's that's certainly not very um, that, that really doesn't take care of very many people. I mean, that's, that's not making a very serious warning. Um, now, interestingly, there, uh, have been, there's there been a letter written to uh, Dr. Margaret Chan. She is the Director General of the World Health Organization, and I just sent my name in to be added to this letter. It's a letter sent uh, written by over 100 doctors, And it says we are writing to express our concern about the upcoming Olympic and Paralympic Games in Rio de Janeiro, whose declaration, the World Health Organization, the declaration of the World Health Organization, of Zika as a public health emergency of international concern, coupled with new scientific findings that underscore the seriousness of that problem, call for the Rio 2016 Games to be postponed and or moved to another location. But not cancelled in the name of public health, and I certainly, certainly uh, underline that. I certainly agree with that, and it is shocking to me that um, the World Health Organization would not do more to, uh, to assure, you know, to speak to, to speak to the the International Olympic Committee and tell them, tap them on the shoulder, and say, hey. You know, there's there's um, going to be an epidemic, a global epidemic, if the more people that come to the Olympics, um, the Brazil's government reports 120,000 pro- probable Zika cases and 1,300 confirmed cases of microcephaly, with another 3,300 under investigation. Now. You know, these statistics should alarm you. However, there have been, there's been a recent study of Americans um, and asking them just how alarmed they are about all of this. And two-thirds of Americans say that they are either not too or not at all worried about Zika infecting them or a family member. And one-third are at least somewhat worried. I mean, denial, denial, denial. Um, now, granted, if we, one would think, at first when I was reading about this, I thought, well, okay, that's because um, theres it's not the whole population in America that are women of, of childbearing age or men who are planning to impregnate, or perhaps not even impregnate, um, well, <laughs> to have sex with uh, women of childbearing age. But then the statistics for for those groups, the, the groups that you would think would be most concerned were not much higher. In other words, there were not many more that were worried about it. So that's a concern as well. But okay, enough of Zika. The second reason why um, you should be boycotting the Olympics and, and planning to watch the Olympics on TV instead of traveling to Rio is the recession and the slums in Rio. Very, very poor conditions, very unfortunate, very sad. It was supposed to be getting better um, before the Olympics. Somehow the government promised that they would wipe out poverty, which of course was unrealistic, an unrealistic plan, since they um, became the Olympic city for 2016 in in, in 2009. Uh, so that's quite a... You know, in seven, in less than seven years, they were going to wipe out poverty and and make the slums not a danger to the people coming to the Olympics. Third reason kind of goes along with the second, political upheaval. There is a tremendous amount of political upheaval in Brazil. And um, any kind of political upheaval, of course, weakens the systems like the security systems. Um, and so on. Then also, this, some of these things go hand in hand. Uh, the violence is at an unbelievable rate. Uh, there have been muggings. There are shootings. There, are, there's murder. There's drugs. I mean, p- part of the problem, of course, is it's poverty and drugs. Um, and the some of the statistics of that. There's uh a high rate of violent crimes, such as murders and robberies, you know, it's hard to get the exact uh, uh, number, um, but the World uh, Health Organization or uh, some, some of these statistics are that the Brazil's homicide rate is 30 to 35 homicides per 100,000 inhabitants, placing Brazil in, in the top 20 countries by intentional homicide rate. Then in 2012, Brazil had a murder rate of 25.2 per 100,000, uh, total of 50,000 murders in 2012, 50,000 murders. I mean, you know, when you look at the rate, it's not as alarming as when you look at the number of murders. I mean, that's because there are a lot of people in Brazil. Um... So another, and another rate, another study, again, the studies contradict each other, but another study for 2012 uh, said that there were 64,000 homicides. So, and these statistics have not really changed. In fact, there have been muggings of some of the athletes already who, who are down there. Uh, so I guess what we're going to see, I mean, one way of sol- solving this problem is to have the criminals and the terrorists have a shootout. and far, far away from the Olympic venues. So that would be another suggestion. Of course, that's tongue-in-cheek. Then another, uh, number five reason, um, the water has been measured by numerous organizations, environmental organizations, to be found incredibly, seriously, dangerously polluted. Now, (laughs) one way that it's polluted, uh, just recently, body parts washed up on the Copacabana beach, a foot and other parts, right near that is supposed to be um, the beach or near the beach where beach volleyball is supposed to be played for the Olympics. I mean, can you imagine that? The camera is on, (laughs) beach volleyball, and all of a sudden in the background, and of course the cameras would focus in, we know that. If it bleeds, it leads and so on. sensational, you know, more interesting than the game, would be a foot coming out up on the beach. Now, it is true that some of the teams competing could use another hand, but this is ridiculous. Yes, I know, some of you will think that was in very poor taste, but it was gallows huber, which is one of the ways, it's a coping mechanism for dealing with terrorism and these really uh, upsetting world events. Now, another, um, are, you, are you convinced yet? Um, another problem is, uh, and this is, uh, so this is number seven, first responders... The first responders just recently made a sign. They stood in the Rio de Janeiro airport with a sign that read, "Welcome to Hell." Now, this is the first responders in Rio. I mean, you know, it's if they are saying, "Welcome to Hell," uh, police and firefighters don't get paid. Whoever comes to Rio de Janeiro will not be safe. Now, if you have a first responder who you'd be depending upon in a terrorist attack telling you not to come. It's not safe because um, they have too little money to fight these problems. They mentioned assaults on Olympic athletes, killings of police officers, slums where crime is rampant and difficult to control, too little money um, to fight these resources. Even the governor said, how are people going to feel protected in a city without security? Well, that's a good question. Are you still, have you run to cancel your tickets yet? I hope that anybody who bought airplane tickets and and, uh, also got insurance um, for their travel insurance. Same thing with hotel reservations. I think you could probably cancel them. I guess it depends on the hotel, but I think you could probably cancel them now, maybe with some um, penalty, but... Uh, so, and then we are now at number eight, the bottom line, the welcome mat for terrorists. Um, I mean, surely you can see a country, a city, dealing with all of these uh, problems that I mentioned. Zika, the recession, slums, political upheaval, violence, drugs, criminals, uh, an outrageous crime rate, the water being so polluted, body parts washing up on the beach, First responders warning you with a sign at the airport, it's hell, don't come here. We can't protect you. Um, What does this do for terrorists? Now the terrorists are reading the same uh, internet postings about all of this, all of the articles, and they're listening to, uh, they're hearing the same media that is reporting uh, on these things. And it, it, it's, you know, what is it telling them? It's telling them these people don't have their act together. This would be a great place to, to go and have terrorist attacks. I mean, they can have a party, not just one terrorist attack, you know, like in France that they, well, they had several actually too, but like not just going into a, a concert hall. Um, they, they could destroy the whole city because no one is minding the store. No one is watching. No one is protecting the people. So um, the people being, whether it's the citizens or the athletes or, you know, we'll have another Munich, um, the, the media, the, um, all the people who, who would be coming, all the people who live there and particularly all the people who would be coming there for the Olympics, you know, especially the Americans and Westerners. And so um, they realized that, I mean, not that <laughs> – not that this is total news. Certainly terrorists have already been plotting and planning to come to the Olympics. But when they hear that, that they, these people don't have their act or their security together, they're going to be all the more determined to, um, to have mass killings, to frighten the world, to show what they really can do. I mean, it's probably going to be a uh, competition between al-Qaeda and ISIS to see who can cause the most damage. Are you you getting the message here, boycott the Olympics, don't go to Rio, stay home and watch it on TV. And also, um, write to the Olympic Committee, write to your uh, elected officials, tell people, write to the World Health Organization, although they don't seem to be listening. It's mainly the Olympic International Olympic Committee that is persevering in having the Olympics, but tell them to postpone them, to move them to another safer country. Um, Now, I know that uh, what it's like if you're, I mean, you know, the poor athletes, it's one thing, okay, you have a choice, presumably, if you're listening to this, it's someone who is, you're someone who has a choice as to whether you want to travel there or not. But uh, unless of course you work for the media and they sent you there, or you work for some other company that, for, for what, you know that has some kind of business or need to be there, um, it makes it more difficult. But especially for the athletes. I mean, first of all, it was such a, an honor to be chosen to be an athlete. To, to go to the Olympics, people work their whole lives. They start out as children, most of them, uh, trying to be an Olympic athlete, a swimmer, or some other kind of sport. So they've been working their whole lives. They finally make it to the Olympic team, and certainly they want to go to the Olympics. They want to represent their country. They want to compete and try to win and all of that. And I can tell you a little bit about what that's like. Um, I compete in, in horse Uh, competitions. I just recently went um, this past weekend to a three-day event where I competed in dressage and cross-country jumping and stadium jumping. Now um, I know what it's like to train for this. I put my heart and soul in it. You work towards exhaustion. Now I've never been in the Olympics and I think that training has left the station, but um, I do compete in, in these equestrian events. And, um, and certainly, you know, I was in the same event a year ago and I spent this past year really training for it. So I, so if it had been canceled, it would have been extremely disappointing, although part of me would have have been a little relieved because, uh, my life wouldn't have been in jeopardy at least for, um, another couple of months when the next, uh, competition is and then, and then the next year but um, I know this isn't the Olympics and I know that that's what you're thinking. Oh, that's very nice. You, you compete in horseback riding events, but it ain't the Olympics. That's true. But I know what it's like to some on some level to, to work really hard and to train really hard and to have, look forward to that opportunity to put that training to use and to try to win. So, um, Let's go now to the uh, letter um, portion of this podcast. I received a letter from Jeff. Uh, He wrote, I'm a sports reporter. I'm a a huge sports fan and a sports reporter who is supposed to cover the Olympics for my station. Uh, I was a little worried about terrorism, but more excited to have landed this gig. Uh, if I don't go to the Olympics, I'll not only be disappointed not to see the events, but I'm afraid I'll be fired. What should I do? Well, you know, this is a problem that many people are having. Um, there, there are thousands of people, I would imagine, hundreds or thousands of people going there for work. Um, I mean, not counting the, the athletes. And... Um, and it, you don't, they don't want to get fired and they were looking forward to, to going to the Olympics and they were thrilled to get the gig. But um, this you need to um, you need to decide, first of all, if you are in a relationship with a woman who could get pregnant, that makes it a little more uh, important that you not go. Um, and you need to talk it over with uh, the people who, with your boss, with whoever you're working for and see if there probably are other people, um, regardless of whatever kind of job it is, uh, not only for the media, but you know, other people with jobs to get the Olympics. Uh, there probably are other people in the same company who would jump at the chance to replace you. So it is a hard decision. So I'm going to give you, um, some tips on, on what to do. But before I do that, actually, be, because these are tips for everybody who still, despite this podcast, despite listening to all these reasons why you shouldn't go, if um, you decide to go, I will give you tips for, for what to do when you get there. But I want to just uh, talk about one other thing. You know, what, what I was kind of wondering about was how did Rio get chosen in the first place to host the 2016 Games? It was uh, when the, the um, International Olympic Committee met in Copenhagen, Denmark, in 2009. Rio won the final round of voting by 66 votes against the 32 votes given to Madrid, who was the other finalist. I bet you um, a lot of people are, a lot of the people who voted for Rio, those 66 people are wondering or you know or are, are kind of um, not happy that they made that choice. Uh, at least I would hope that they are feeling guilty, <laughs> feeling bad, feeling that they made a mistake. Now, okay, two thousand and nine, yes, there weren't as many terrorist attacks as frequent terrorist attacks and as uh, uh, bad, and the terrorist attacks weren't as bad or as frightening, uh, coming at an alarming rate as they are now. But there was terrorism. It was past 9-11, and there was reason to be concerned. But but not just about terrorism. There were all these other things. These these issues that I mentioned already were still there already in 2009. So this is what the rationale was uh, for why they picked Rio. They thought that uh, there was unity between the three levels of government, in Brazil, which obviously now um, there isn't as much, you know, there's a lot of upheaval. The fact that the Olympic Games had never been held in South America, that was a factor. And that the Brazilian people were well-known for their special way of celebrating sport, that's true. Uh, What the power of transformation of these games would mean to Rio, Brazil, and South America, that's true, and that was all really very... You know, that was a heartwarming warm, reason to vote for Rio. Uh, they wanted to inspire 65 million youths under 18 years of age in Brazil and 180 million in the whole continent. That was, you know, that was a worthwhile reason. That was uh, very well well intended. But, in fact, in the end, it's really coming back to bite you, Olympic, international Olympic uh, committee. Um, So so here are some tips. If, in fact, you either have to, so I'm putting have to in single quotes for your job, or if you still want to and are in denial about how much danger you're in, then here are some tips. First of all, um, you need to take, uh, do what you can as far as uh, mosquito repellents and um, to have protected sex And um, look up what the CDC tells you. uh, Other, uh, you know, there are some specific kinds of of mosquito repellents and so on, of course, mosquito nets, those kinds of things. Um, And as far as terrorism is concerned, you need to enroll in the Department of State's Smart Traveler Enrollment Program, which is STEP for short. And that gives you the latest security updates. It makes it easier for the nearest US consulate or embassy to contact you in an emergency. And it can and, and you can find them at uh, this website, step.state.gov. Um, more personal security measures. Uh, you know, of course, the, the biggest security measure that they say is avoid large gatherings. Well, needless to say, the Olympics is one of the largest gatherings that you'd be able to ever gather at. Um, so, but when you're not watching an event, you certainly have a choice as to where you eat and where else you go. And you can certainly try to avoid tourist traps uh, other than when you're at the events. Carry a cell phone and program, pre-program emergency numbers into your cell phone. Be aware of your surroundings, of course. Um, Monitor the news for updated information. Have a travel buddy. Never travel alone. Always have a travel buddy or small groups. And always let someone know, family or friends, let someone know, or your boss, you know, your uh, employer, where you're going and when you expect to return. And try to be inconspicuous. Now, we know for terrorist attacks that um, the more you look like an American, the more of a target you will be. Sad, but true. So I hope I have convinced you, however, to boycott the Olympics, to write to the, or contact the, email the Olympic, International Olympic Committee, contact them, ask them to postpone the Olympics or move it to another safer country. And in addition, as for yourself, Don't go to Rio, stay home and watch it on TV. I'm Dr. Carol, your terrorist therapist, and you've been listening to The Terrorist Therapist Show. Coming soon, my new book, Lions and Tigers and Terrorists, Oh My, How to Protect Your Child in a Time of Terror.